Bienvenidos. That took a minute. In my head, I was about to say Willkommen, but I've done the German shtick before. Um, Brad is absent once again. Some of you might think, do you record all these intros all at once? Maybe. We don't want to take away the magic, <laughs> but if you've noticed, Brad hasn't been there for the last couple. Maybe. We don't know how we release Maybe. them. We, we, I don't know. We make this shit up every Tuesday. This, if the scheduling would really bore, bore people, <laughs> probably. Uh, but today's guest is someone that Jonah's been working on for a year. Yes, Denver, uh, who you may know from Desaparecidos. And uh, he had, it was in statistics. He plays with Harmar Superstar now. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I kind of had seen him around or kind of had heard that he had a place here. And uh, I was a huge Desaparecidos fan. And uh, I kind of just, we had some random friends. We got in touch. He came by. And then after he'd been booked, it turned out that Desaparecidos had signed Epitaph. and was like back together and was making a record, which is like crazy. So we talked about that. Um, and we talked about Omaha a lot and, you know, that whole Saddle Creek Bright Eyes movement that he was a part a of. moment in time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, after, actually, like after this podcast, I went back and listened to a lot of that stuff. Like even like the more obscure Saddle Creek bands, like, like Sorry About Dresden and stuff. And so good. Like those, they, they put up some really fucking awesome bands. I never listened to Sorry About Dresden, but I remember going, that's a very specific name. Yeah. Like that's someone who whose ears perked up for one instance in history. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool because in Dresden they hate Americans. Just want to hurl that out there. Oh yeah, unless you're listening to this podcast right now and liking us, then send me an email refuting that. Um, Bill Coleman. Yes, but uh, Dallas is super cool. Yeah, Denver's great, and uh, and yeah. Benny's here. And Benny from Gaslight Anthem guest hosted this. And uh, I felt like it was cool to hear them talk about, like, Omaha and New Jersey. Like, I feel like two of, like, kind of iconic underground music scenes. One slightly more populated. <laughs> One slightly more populated. But it was cool to talk about the way things grow and, I don't know, how things change. And I thought it was a really interesting dichotomy, just uh, as someone who grew up in Cleveland, which was maybe... Was what it was. But, uh, yeah. I grew up in Northern Virginia. We didn't really have a scene. Yeah. We had, we had a scene, but it was not nearly as kind of like legendary as either of those. So anyways, uh, listen to, to Denver talk about all kinds of cool shit. It's going on Is that a V-neck? Because I can't pull off yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it either. Why just, is that? That looks, that looks like kind of a V-neck. I probably can't Not either. Because I don't I know. know. You got it. I, I think you got it. You can pull it off. Yeah. Is that a freshie right out the pack? Uh, I think it's this is a it's been worn once. Oh, uh, it's a once. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> long will you run it for? I don't know, man. I just until they get yellow. Yeah. And then I throw them out. It's once in a while. You can do V-neck. I can see you do V-neck. Once in a while. You got that yoga bod. What it is, it's like... If you're really skinny or if you're bulky, you can wear a V-neck and anything in between. Yeah, I can't V-neck. No. I can't. And I have a tattoo right here, so I think that, like, people are like, oh, asshole's wearing his V-neck to show he has a chest tattoo. (laughs) That's exactly what we think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah, joined by Steven. Oh, yeah, man. But today's a special day. Why is that? Benny's here. And Benny. (laughs) Benny Horowitz from the Gaslight Anthem, guest hosting once again. Hey. Hey guys, <laughs> and we are joined by Denver Daly from Desaparecidos Statistics. Yes. Um, Who yeah. the hell else have you played with? Um, I also play bass for Harmar Superstar sometimes. Oh wow! But yeah, that's pretty much pretty and, much it right now between and, those two. 
And I will say, I bet you you do not get this very often, but last time I saw you, you were here playing with the pink spiders. Oh, wow. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was here in New York? Yeah, it was in New York. I think it was at the Knitting Factory. That sounds right. Because my old band, The Love Club, used to tour with the pink spiders all the time. And I remember Matt called me. He's like, you should come out. And I was like, that looks like the dude from Desaparecido is playing with you guys, but it can't be. And he's like, have you met Denver? And I was like, how did that come about? You were living down there? Yeah. They were in Nashville. Yeah, because I grew up in Omaha, but then I moved to Nashville in high school, and um, I just knew those guys. And I think at the time, it was some, they were having some, like, they had all different members, and then the guy who was playing bass had to go off to rehab, like, last minute. And so I, like, learned the songs in a day in a hotel room kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, I guess I'm on this tour now. That sounds about right in a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, <just laughs> like, uh, I heard that record. <laughs> yeah. not talking shit man it's cool no yeah. i'm all about yeah like, simple yeah. as yeah that's awesome and then it was so weird because i booked you on here and then you posted a photo of that epitaph sampler and i had no idea that that's the were doing <clears throat> stuff i just thought you'd be a cool guest anyways yeah um we've been playing like random kind of dates and releasing these little limited edition seven inches and we just uh i guess they I don't know if they've officially announced it, but they put that sampler out and right. said like upcoming album. But yeah, that's the plan. To, I think we're going to finish it in November and hopefully sometime early next year, maybe like April or May or something. But we'll Des- see. Was Desperados on J Tree or was that Saddle Creek? Saddle Creek. Saddle Creek. Yeah. So, uh, but statistics. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had it backwards yes. in my head. But mm-hmm. you know what's crazy about that Desperados record is because I think I interviewed you when you guys did those like benefit shows for MySpace or something. I remember we talked about this. A, a benefit show for MySpace. Or you guys did that benefit MySpace show. Was doing in, that bad. No, it was for <laughs> MySpace, but you guys did a benefit in Omaha. Oh yes, yes. Like when you first kind of started playing again. Yeah, back in like I think that was like in 2010. Or yeah, like that, that yeah. sounds right. But I feel so much about that record is about like America becoming more corporate and mm-hmm. like that kind of culture sneaking in, and it's so crazy. It's sort of like how prescient that was. Like looking at you guys singing those songs, whatever, like 10, 15 years ago, and then seeing how the world is now. I mean, do you feel? Do you feel that like? Yeah, I think we all kind of thought it would be like, I mean, it's such a weird band or project anyway, because we all just kind of, we barely toured on it and just kind of left it. And I think it's been kind of passed around and it feels like it's still relevant, if not more. Um, Totally. But yeah, it's just a weird, I think it's just one of those weird things. (laughs) Is it hard to, I mean, is Connor's schedule really crazy? I mean, is that kind of what you're working around? I know you're touring a lot too. I mean, what's that logistics like? Yeah, like I basically, I just kind of do stuff in the in-between, you know, because it's such a nightmare to get all five of us in one room. Uh, So everyone knows, like, I kind of drop everything to go do Dace's stuff. In fact, it kind of sucks. There's like a Harmar Superstar Pizza Underground tour that's from like mid-October till early December. And I have to jump out like three weeks in the middle to go to Omaha to finish the album. So our, luckily our friend's going to jump in and sub for me, but it sucks to kind of be like, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of like high maintenance or something. Like, <laughs> it's the, the first time I've ever ball. someone say pizza underground in public. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's happening. That is that's gonna be happening. wild. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I know they've announced some of the dates. I don't know if they're doing all of the dates. I think they are. But yeah, it should be a, a real hoot. How are you guys? How, how are you guys writing? Uh, not living in the same place. Like, are you are you emailing? Are you? We we've tried that very very briefly, and now we all just will either fly to Omaha and work on stuff, or we actually rented this lake house in Minnesota, which I know sounds so ridiculous. Like on this album, that's about you know 
<laughs> I don't know. If by seems... ridiculous, you mean like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it was I awesome. Mean... <laughs> it's this really tiny town, and it and they really embraced us. Like they kind of caught wind of what we were doing there. Yeah, and, yeah. Because it's I think it's a town of like eight hundred people, Battle Lake, Minnesota. It's prom of long hair, isn't it? You can't stay DL. Yeah, like, yeah like, they're like you are do you something doing here? different. Did you grow that you? for warmth? <laughs> yeah. Is that like a scarf that you live with? It feels like it in the summer. I'm so I'm ready to cut it. But yeah, so uh, we just thought that was like the easiest to get away from all the distractions because three of us live here in New York, but the rhythm section lives in Omaha, and like our band rooms in Omaha and everything, and uh, when we try to write there before, it's usually like, well, I should go to work and I got a play I should go to and, I, and I've got this other thing at the bar and we're like, no, we're like, let's just work on music while we're all here together. So yeah, we kind of, to eliminate distractions, we went to this lake house, which is amazing and I'm very grateful, but it does sound kind of, to me, it sounds a little ridiculous. Like, well, we rented a lake house to write this <laughs> Punk lake houses punk. are awesome. I'd rather do that than go to the beach. And I live in Jersey, which is like, I like blasphemy. You, I feel like you, you get into your thirties, and it's like it's fine. Like you can afford a little comfort, right? Like it becomes more important. I think so. Yeah, you, didn't yeah. a, you didn't get a lake house in like 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 <laughs> Carmel or something. <laughs> you didn't go. To, you didn't go to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, a lake yeah. House, we, you we know. summered in Cape Cod. <laughs> Christ it. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, band house? You said earlier. Forgive me. Um. What did I say earlier? You said your band house is in Omaha. Oh, I probably misspoke. I think I was in our band room is in Connor's house in Omaha. Oh, okay. And I probably just jumbled it. But yeah, our, our band room with all of our gear and ah, okay. our practice pad. There you go. Yeah, the basement. We go to the basement and make noise. Are you Are you guys going to do it at Presto? Um, yeah, it's... Um, My band recorded at the old Presto in Lincoln. In Lincoln. And we did the other half in Stephen Peterson's basement. Oh, Yeah. So both of those places are gone now. Right. To crush those I know, right? It's a different era. Memories it's about whatever. 10 years ago, I guess. But yeah. Changed. Um, Thanks, uh. There's a new... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's... You can only think back with fond memories. You can never go back there again. Um, no, it's... Close the door on that one, John. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Sealed yeah. that one. <laughs> um, so that's sad. Uh, no, there's a... Stu- they moved it to Omaha. And yeah, there's a studio um, there that we've been doing everything with Mogus. We talked about like working with other people, but I think it it just makes the most sense. Like it's just kind of us, and it's been ten years anyway, so we probably don't need to get too radical on the like. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that record is ten years old. It's, it's twelve years 12 old. Years. Holy oh. shit! Yeah, I think it's two thousand two. Crazy. Like January of two thousand two. Hmm. So How long. did it work for you? Like, um, you said like you grew up in Omaha and then went to high school in Nashville, like. Did all your connections from Omaha were from before high school, or did you go back out there? Yeah, um, I mean, like these guys, like Deso, we all literally grew up together. Um, I think I met Connor when I was in fourth grade or something oh, wow. like that. And uh, so, yeah, but I see. So I moved from Na- from Omaha to Nashville right before my senior year of high school, and then I was there for like a year or so. I came here briefly, and then I moved back to Omaha to go to one year of college and then i got in a tour van and never looked back okay. but it was in that time that i we, we started desa dude that's and, a brutal move your senior year yeah it kind of sucked it was like i wanted to graduate with all my friends i grew up with but it was this awesome loophole that my grade point average started over and so huh. i somehow even though i'd skipped and you know messed around so much in high school i managed to graduate with honors 
And I'm just now realizing that doesn't mean anything. I don't know why that I would. <laughs> yeah, why am they I make proud a big deal about mean, it at the time, and then you're like, this doesn't. No one cares. I don't, no no some come law. Yeah. 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 yeah, no one cares. I, yeah, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, if it got you into, you know, like Cornell or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. That, like, but, and I'm here today because. But, but no. But you know what? It's. I think it's a cool badge of honor to say you graduated with honors and you're a band dude. Because like, yeah, the two. I don't think that's very consistent. I think you're probably pretty unique in that. Yeah. that you might like go around the next tour you're on and be like what was your gpa like senior year yeah and you might you might win i think i think, <laughs> I think we're on to something what's the gpa you need to play with harmar oh boy <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you need to even have one <laughs> yeah it's wild it's crazy how like he's gotten a little more serious um i mean after being in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, I think that was the turning point. <laughs> it's not that I watch it all the time. It's just that it's on all the time. It's cute. It's really cute. It is. But yeah, he's always been such like a wild man. And he still is in a lot of ways. But it's kind of cool to see him with this album kind of become more of the, the you know, soul singer. And I don't know. It's uh, it's less, oh yeah, he's going to be in his underwear and, and pouring shots in my mouth and stuff. And But <laughs> now it's like, oh, he's like, yeah, we're watching him sing because it's what he does and he's been doing the whole time and it's really good at it his <laughs> podcast is awesome too i know i feel like he hasn't done that in like he hasn't done it. i listened to the time. episode he did with father john misty oh yeah and it was did, does he ever come out on the road with you guys they did um there was a tour actually that was the only tour that i oh no one of the only tours that i had to miss was they did a <laughs> tour together and i think he was playing drums for sean for harmar and it was kind of a round robin sort of thing. That's I think. cool. But um, yeah, they're buddies and they're working on like a TV show that they were just pitching wow. out in LA. So that would be amazing. That the would two be Tillmans. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about that. Have you heard that J Tree's relaunched? Yeah, I keep, I mean, because I don't, I mean, I'm still friends with those guys, but I don't, you know, text them all the time by any means. But I see, I keep seeing things on like Facebook and they're like, this also is going on and all these different yeah but how so. did they relaunch they i saw so i was i saw tim because he came to a show he's trying to sign okay. a band that i was hanging out with and uh yeah he was just like we're doing it again we're, we're looking for bands they signed some band i'm not sure i can't remember who they are really but yeah because still that dude tim huh yeah it's still tim and darren yeah i have a really cool like feeling about that dude tim i don't know if i've ever met him in person but i had like an awesome phone conversation with him like, I mean, I'm talking like 17 years ago. Yeah. Like, uh, but the guy was like, I always remember so rad, spent an hour on the phone to me for no reason. It was, I was booking shows back in those days and to try and get Lifetime and to try and get all the rad bands on J Tree, only contact I had was the phone number for J Tree on ads and zines, you right. know? So I just called direct laid it out i'm like hey i do elks lot shows in new jersey what's up you like i want lifetime they're amazing i want this and they're like yeah i don't know about that <laughs> and then like we start talking though and i remember through the course of the conversation he's like yeah we just picked up this band from milwaukee like you're gonna fucking it's a little slow for like what we usually do but you're gonna love it he's like they're called the promise ring and i'm like oh cool cool i'll check it out and i was like mr hardcore in those days and didn't, yeah. didn't really like it but um <laughs> I'll never forget that guy was like, just for no reason, completely rad to some like 15 year old fucking show promoter in New Jersey, you know? So I always have like a super positive 
idea of like what those dudes are like is that is that are they like still yeah real cool and down to earth mm-hmm. like that yeah i feel like for a while there like tim was kind of he used to be like the go-to like for any time like i had to talk to them or anything it was like and it would do the same thing where we just get talking like a couple girlfriends for, like, <laughs> right. and they're like oh god that's like i missed dinner or whatever but <laughs> he and darren's just hilarious he's just like random and and uh he's one of those dudes that is it seems like he's a, a man of a few words but they're hilarious words and mm. um just awesome but yeah I'd, i need to reconnect with those guys i haven't talked to them in a I while saw the label when they were in college and you know that the address on all the the back of all the the Kenwin Road or whatever that's like yeah. Darren's parents' house. Is it still? That's and so very. I mean, I don't know if, what they're doing now, but <laughs> he's always really proud of that. It's like, yeah, it's still all the mail still goes to my parents' house. Statistics still. I remember like 1970 and all that stuff. Like, are statistics still active? Because I know you were putting stuff out pretty recently. Yeah, I did. I mean, I hadn't done anything with it for a really long time, and then I did this album. Like last year, I released it for free online, and it's just more of like a just like a recording project. I mean, I'd like to someday play live shows again, but it's kind of low on the old totem pole. So, what do you do? What do you do like when you're not on? (laughs) I think when when you're not on tour with Harmar or doing Desa stuff. Um, man, it's been pretty nonstop. Yeah, I, I I do. Uh. I've got this weird obsession with like sky miles and travel and um like status like i'm i'm a a diamond with delta okay and so i get all the upgrades and all but you the still keep dollars. doing it to keep it right like mm-hmm. to, okay it's just like a it's weird so yeah can when i I've, ask your organizational tactics in doing this because sure. i've tried collecting my info for like a few different airlines mm-hmm. using it every time i do it and trying to and I just get lost, yeah. And I get confused, and I can ne- and I never get anything, even though I fly all the time. That's how I used to be, and then I just went straight to just only Delta, only Delta. Yeah, and okay. Just by consolidating, like it just, yeah, quickly you can find out like the benefits and. So choose an airline. That's your yeah. You got to it. And they seem uh-huh. to be the most solid. Like they did, they ranked them recently, at least domestically, and they were number one. And they seem to be pretty. You go in that lounge all the time. All the time. Yeah, the lounge yeah, is I nice. shower in there. That's what? my thing. Like, I'll What happens in there? They have like a Bloody Mary bar. Yeah. yeah. All I see is like, in my head, I'll be like traveling for 20 hours. And it's like being in a desert. I have this oasis. So like I walk by the doors. But in my head, I picture the doors opening. And there's just like a cesarean fountain mm. in the middle. <laughs> and there's like two buxom women wearing furs <laughs> fanning everyone that's coming in like my idea of what happens in the sky miles lounge i mean actually sounds totally reasonable to me yeah. but is it i mean is that what it's like it's exactly like that. <laughs> oh, you nailed it i gotta get on this we, point you, just, you get a conference room for no reason for don't no you? reason and i just just take my the, shirt off what's the shower like in that like private locker room yeah shower? yeah it's just like it's like i mean each one's different but yeah it's just your own room with um, I mean, it's really cl- they clean it between each person, so you don't feel like a weird truck stop or something. Yeah, you don't you don't want to wear like uh your um sandals in there. Yeah, right? yeah, it's it's a nice, but especially if you have like a layover, if you just like one time I flew to Paris and uh, like before I left the airport, I showered and I was like, I'm ready to go. Like I don't feel like gnarly plane huh. life anymore. Yeah, yeah. But the the lounges over they call them lounges overseas. <laughs> They've got like a a really intense like food spread. 
Like it's amazing. Like you can just eat full on meals there. Whereas like the sky clubs here in the States is usually like snacks and orange know. juice and hot yeah. nuts. Yeah. But what are we talking like, Our nuts are warm. We yeah. talking like omelet bars? Yeah. I mean, they, some place, I, I don't know. I went to one in, um, I mean, it's different throughout the day, but I went to one in, uh, let's see, where was it? Taipei, mm-hmm. Taiwan. And they had like, like a noodle kitchen. Like you yeah. came up and placed your order and got whatever magical noodles you wanted. And they had like, um, like dim sum too, and like, I I just wanted to live there. Man, I have a friend who's really into this. Will you do this stuff where like sometimes he'll be like, I'm gonna take this flight internationally and just be there for a minute and then fly back just to get the miles to bump me over so next year I have it or something. I've I've never done that internationally. I'm not above that. I would <laughs> if I if it was close enough. I was like, that I sounds crazy. Totally like, you do. don't get it, man. It's this makes sense. Yeah, and you know. Have you ever taken any like use like flights like that, like even in the States, just to get the miles? Mm-hmm. I did like years ago when I was bored and it was ridiculous. But now, luckily, I've it's been where I've had to travel enough for touring and um, to go to Omaha and be in the studio or whatever that I've hadn't I haven't needed to. <laughs> Dude, I bought the tickets for for my honeymoon like fucking years ago through miles, and there's that, yeah. and you can. We flew from here to Hawaii and back first class on miles, and I bought the Ooh. tickets. You can you can buy tickets for the flight exactly 350 days prior. Oh, wow. So we were shooting something, and it got to be midnight, and I stopped the whole shoot, and I said, give me 10 minutes. Yeah. And I ran over, and I called, and I was like, uh, yeah, this just went up. And I went, I know it did. And booked it and got the whole thing cleaned. That's and awesome. It, and uh-huh. just because I'd been accumulating for years. And, and you years. can do, you can use credit cards or like there's weird like dining clubs where if you, oh yeah, you know, there's all these different things to build. I'm obsessed right now with uh, like Hilton points because I Starwood. hate paying. Oh, Starwood's good too? Yes. I just hate paying for hotels. So yeah. if you stay there enough, you get you, they'll give you free hotels? Yeah. And you can do either from just staying there or from the same thing like if you eat at certain restaurants and you register your credit cards when you you don't have to do anything you just when they scan your card at that restaurant you get like seven points per dollar you spend or something like that it Dude, builds up everything and, you're saying i'm like i'm super jealous because <laughs> i'm i'm such an idiot now <laughs> that you're talking i'm like i do all this stuff and i don't get Anything. Do you do you do you someone that books all your travel and stuff for the band? Yeah, but I do like cruise around a lot on my own and like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm super yeah, happy. Yeah, pay, but I'm even thinking like you booked your honeymoon 350 days in advance. Like I just I suck at trips. That's where I'm like, oh yeah, we were gonna go to there, mm-hmm. and then like three weeks beforehand, I'm like you know, kayaking for just something that's not going to kill me, yeah. let alone like burning points. There like. are all kinds of nerdy. Little, I, 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 the money that I donate to my children's college fund, mm-hmm. if they choose to use it, I don't have one of those, like, uh, one of those, but it's like, I, I got a, a credit card specifically that gets points like per dollar spent that then converts into dollars that just goes in mm. their fund. So I'm like, Every time I'm shop, I'm helping them for whenever they need to leave the home when they're adults. There you go. And it's just like that. It's just like all kinds of nerdy little things. And you think it's like, we're going to spend so much to get some points. It fucking adds up. It adds up. And you can justify things to your wife like, honey, I need this PlayStation because this is for our right. child's future. You haven't met my wife. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... I would like to see you try to say that, though. And see Oddly, what I did that once with a Nintendo Wii. Did not end well for me. <laughs> What if you play it off with like, 
you I mean, I don't know how willing you are to lie to your wife, but a little white lie saying, say, oh, I bought this Nintendo Wii, but when we get over, you get a six-hour like spa day that comes with it or something like that. Yeah. And that's probably half the price of a Nintendo, so you'd have to be willing to spend it. Are you? See, the funny thing is, <laughs> is that Jonah, so you've met her a few times, but Jonah, who's met her way more, is just calling, yeah, no, nah, it's not going to, yeah, that's, that's, that wouldn't go over. No. I, not only she's, would I not do it, I would be scared to do it. Uh, <laughs> she's a little intimidating. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lousy, lousy taste in dudes, but. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, all like, sort of like, you know, like when that Days of Record came out and it was like, you know, Bright Eyes was huge, like Cursive, all that stuff was coming up. I mean, does that feel... I was working at AP and it feels like that was almost like a different lifetime or something. Like it feels so long ago. I mean, do you still feel like connected to that or does it feel like it was like a different? It, no, it definitely feels like a very specific era. And um, I kind of equated it to like, you know, there was that time when all those bands were kind of thriving and everyone was like, oh, the Omaha music scene or whatever. And um, and I'm I'm sure it's still strong, but it's not like it was at that point. It was just kind of, just a really exciting time and the thing i always equate it to is kind of like everyone went off to college after that everyone kind of like went off their own directions and moved to different parts of the country and then we're working with different labels and but it's a very nostalgic time and i remember like being able to around then like we could go to any of the shows that, and we i think we always played at like Sokol underground or something mm. but you'd know everyone you know you'd know everyone in the crowd and now it's like i don't know anyone when I go to shows in Omaha. Well, it's also like, I feel like after that period, like Saddle Creek really started signing bands just from other areas too. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't really as insular of a label. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't, I mean, I kind of fell off with those dudes around the time. I mean, not in a bad way. I just kind of lost track, I guess. But they, you know, they built that huge mall, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, with the slowdown and all yeah, that stuff, yeah, and like American Apparel and Urban Outfitters and stuff, and uh, I think I, that was just kind of like a. I think we kind of, in some ways, parted ways at that point because I just had no interest in that, and I was more about the music still, and not um, a mall. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like know. that that always kind of happens, though, doesn't it? You know, like when these little scenes pop up in different places and. And the reason they're so special is because they're these insular things, you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. back in the day when there was less exposure to what other cities were up to. Mm-hmm. You know, a place like like Omaha at that time where this group of musicians are writing and recording music sort of together and, and all kind of at the same place a lot with the same guy. Mm-hmm. And it had such a signature thing. Mm-hmm. And then... But, like, how long can those things last? I mean, don't you feel like it's the same thing in New Brunswick? I of? totally do. I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And and I hit a point with that where when I was in it, I had no idea it was so special. And then once it was over and I was out of it and I went to other places, I realized how special it was. You know what I mean? It was yeah. unique. In my head growing up there, I'd thought every city in America had this fucking rad underground basement scene with this totally thriving subculture and it totally wasn't do do you feel like that was kind of the same thing with saddle creek at that time yeah i I mean i think it part of it is just because i mean the whole like you don't know what you got till it's gone but (laughs) also like you're 19 you know and you're like you're just in it yeah you're just like i don't know this is just how it is and then it's not until you're older and you're like 
those are the best of times. Was, do you think it's still happening though? Do you, or do you think it with, and it sounds lame to say an old, but like with the internet that that could happen? Like, do you still think there's pockets of scenes in different cultures where that, you know, people like, 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 I mean, I grew up in Northern Virginia and mm-hmm. missed all of the cool shit in the late eighties, but it was there mm-hmm. and it was happening. And I don't know, we hear about New Brunswick and hear about Omaha and different areas. Like, do you think that in music today with the internet and things being so immediate that there are little scenes that are then going to blow up again? Or does everything immediately become, you know, national or worldwide because of a click? Uh, I guess I kind of think that it, I mean, it could, but I don't think it will. I think the whole thing, and I don't, I mean, I'm not as familiar with how it was in New Brunswick, but like, I think it was the fact that we didn't have, you couldn't get online and, and, you know, it was like, well, let's go to the show or, or like it's freezing outside and there's snow. So let's go to the basement and make music. And it was, it seemed like it was very driven. I mean, somewhat, all of it obviously started from Tim Kasher and then everyone that was like what motivated everyone to start bands. And then it, it's kind of like when you, um, I always like think about it with like, you go skateboarding with someone who's really good and you're like, oh, well, I want to kind of step it up too. Mm-hmm. Then when you're seeing what they're doing and it just seems like now everything's so spread out and you know, everyone's watching it on YouTube and it's not, I don't know. It just seems like it's just a different, like if it, if there was a bunch of bands coming out of one city, it'd be more coincidental or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's more like, look that at like, sense. like speaking of like that epitaph sampler, like if it's like you guys, like I play in a band with two of the guys from Pianos Become the Teeth. Mm-hmm. Like I love them. Like Joyce Manor. Like I feel like to me, like that's, you guys are all not related, but you're all together on that thing. And to me, like that is almost like a, a grouping or whatever. Yeah. It, it kind of like defies geography now. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually labels will be totally obsolete too. And yeah. it'll be something else. Mm-hmm. So what are these pockets going to be like now? Like, how are they going to yeah. form and sustain? Because even, I mean, I can see, especially in a place like Omaha, like, right. like you have so much, because um, even when you were in Central Jersey, the idea of becoming a national band was like so far out of reach in a lot of ways. And, and it went through like a process of, you had to make a demo. Mm-hmm. You had to push a demo. You had to start playing. You had to make shirts. You had to like... And these are all gradual. And then maybe eventually a local label would be stoked and give you like a seven inch or like something proper, get you on like a CD. And then like maybe you'd start heading out of town. You know what I mean? And New Jersey, you can head to Philly, you can head to New York, Baltimore, Boston, like a lot of places within four or five hours. But Omaha is like, you know, like where are you you heading to get out of town? Kansas City. No, I mean that's probably the closest, <laughs> yeah, like, that's honestly probably the closest major. But yeah, the dream. Yeah, <laughs> we've made it, guys. Um, <laughs> so I wonder if the geography maybe even had something more to do with the fact that like it stayed so pure for so long. Definitely, yeah, definitely isolated. And then I was going to say real quick too, like back then it seems like you could you could go out in a van with like twenty bucks, and you know as long as you had money for gas, which wasn't very much back then, like you could go and just play shows at houses and get by and now it's like man the overhead is just yeah just gas alone yeah, totally dude. and also it's there's true. so many fucking more bands now it's like you go to a city and there's already like three other shows mm-hmm. and each one has like five bands on it and it's it's feel like it's just so oversaturated now yeah mm-hmm. so interesting I, I remember that like the overhead is 
I always thought it was smart for bands. Like, I was going to go around, go out a couple weeks at a time and come home. I'm like, well, that makes sense because you don't want to yeah. be away from home for a while. It's kind of like touring's a bummer. You miss your family. And then I'm like, oh, shit, it's expensive as hell to get yeah. a damn van. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what's that one company? Green vans or something? Yeah, Green we truck? tried to, for our last tour, we just rented like a, a minivan from Budget and had like the opening band it was nice enough to carry our back line. And it was oh, still, nice. like, it was not way nicer, but it was still expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. still. Like, yeah. There's no way around it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. You can't, you can't crimp shrine it anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and that's why everybody from our area used to do what we called the pork chop. And like, so you essentially came from like the Northeast, drove to Florida. Uh, went out to like Chicago and then like back over it was like this giant pork chop because and if because if you decided to go like west to Chicago like until you made it to the west coast you were just going to eat shit on money because there's not enough places to play in the middle it it makes everywhere Alaska because yeah you want to play but you can't fucking afford to play there there. like you know the trip from Chicago to Denver fucking rip a band in a van apart you can't do that yeah but you can sleep and drive it because it's a straight line yeah, you can uh, just hand you can stop in Omaha. Hands, I, guess. <laughs> huh? yeah. I guess Omaha is like the only real stop. I think that's probably how the town came about. Anyway, I think it was like a train stop between yeah. Denver and Chicago. <laughs> like we can't go any farther. <laughs> Fuck it, we yeah. will live here. <laughs> I'm just giving up here. What is is Omaha like? Um, is that its history? Was it like a frontier town? Yeah, it was like I think that truly was. There was something. God, my brain. Like um, I read a book about it, and I have like just. Give us your like you exaggerated you adult anything, version we'll of it. it. Yeah, this, it's funny. Like I'm not even drunk, and this is gonna be like drunk history. Like, <laughs> Cause he said no way, and he stayed. But it was something like that where, <laughs> where I think there was it was between Omaha and one other place, which was gonna be like this Union Pacific like hub, and they won it somehow. Like I think like through cards or some some weird twist of fate. Like it was like okay, well then Omaha it is, and it was just like this gnarly little frontier town and then yeah we got the union pacific like hub or whatever but man i need there's a book called like omaha dirty wicked town or something like that and yeah there's 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 history of that you know different pockets of america you know it's all industry there's reasons that like like the reason denver is full of like insane snowboarders and like extreme sports people is because the folks that were sent out there were nuts mm-hmm. to begin with they're like all right we're gonna have a mining town uh who are the craziest people to send out there and then they had children in spawn and a city was born and all that they're like but fucking that, australia yeah yeah australia. It's all like criminals and it's all criminals they're crazy and everything <laughs> in that country that's alive wants you dead yeah like and then you're like, i'll swim no that wants me yeah. dead too <laughs> remember like, only the white history says it was all criminals there was like a whole mess of people who lived there first yeah I'm but how do, we, how do we know they yeah. weren't criminals from somewhere else here's my question were they <laughs> we <know>. all <laughs> we don't <laughs> i wonder if they were all just like insanely hot criminals yeah have you noticed that is that a Australia? thing yes. australians like I'm, insanely I'm, drunk criminals yeah well, yeah it is true but it right, is, I'm saying odd. guys and girls. I'm being equal here. Like, yeah, I'm saying and how they're did they all get so people. blonde? Because if it was like prisoners, because it was British prisoners, was mm-hmm. it not? I think. So how did how did they get so blonde? The there's sun? nothing blonde regionally down there. Have you guys been to Iceland? There's there's, there's, a, there's a big. I want um, it so bad. There's uh, if you say there's blonde aboriginals. So I'm just <laughs> gonna... uh, well, they put in sun in, but <laughs> the um, uh, <laughs> there's. 
there was there's a strong contingent of um, Scandinavians who moved down to like New Zealand uh, and stuff. Okay. You know, down and there's... their Viking genes just took over. Yeah, man, happens. I went awesome. to Iceland. I thought everyone was gonna look like be like Bjork or like the super like supermodel looking and it was like i felt like i was back in ohio like not in a judgmental way but i was like it was so different than i thought it was going to be well, it's yeah. all trolls and fairies I mean, yeah. that's what they believe in over yeah. there. it was just regular it was like just like regular people hmm. huh yeah i'd envision that too i i would think of like uh what's that one group of like half fish people in star wars the prequels that oh. live in that sort of half aquatic yeah land. it's where boba fett's hanging out as a kid with his dad What's that one? And planet? there's like that big mayor guy. Kinda. Yeah, I picture they're the people who make the clones. I don't. I didn't want to jump in. <laughs> yeah, the clone people. Yeah, yeah. That's who. That's who we're talking about. What are their names? I can't remember, and I'm glad because Steven, I repressed. Like, Steven, so do you know the, what they are, and you're just pretending you I'm, don't. I'm know. trying to remember, but I hate the prequels so much. I know so you do. Much. Yeah, really, you too. Do you hate them too? I don't really. I know only a lot hate about things that are really bad and unnecessary. <laughs> Man. I, I don't know if it's just my simple love of being entertained, but I just... What's entertaining about was. the first one? I was one. simply entertained Sum by up those the movies. first movie in one sentence. Oh, I don't know. Shitty little kid, pod race, like, whatever. It was fine. It's pod fucking Star okay. Wars. What do you want? <laughs> then what about the trade agreement and all that and all the shit and the See, young queen and that stuff? Know, and, oh, there's fish guys fighting. Oh, yay. I'll organic monsters and robots. I think that's the difference. Casual nerd. I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> yeah. And kind of like hardcore nerd. Dude, maybe. I will back anything that has robots fighting monsters. Anything. And that like was destructive. Pacific Rim was awesome. Wasn't it? Pacific Rim was every time so it's on HBO and it. Cinemax. It. And, and there are plot holes you can fly a plane <laughs> through. Speaking of just being entertained, <laughs> just simply being so entertained. Good. Now, over and over. here's a question for a simple entertaining thing: Give me Die Hard one through five in rank of your favorites. What Star Wars? Man. Die Hard. The di- I just moved to Die, die Hard. Oh, Die Hard. Well, I thought you meant yeah. Die Hard Star Wars fans. Die- okay. Because you have Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, which I'm sure you remember. Right. Die Hard with a Vengeance. With, yeah. Is that with Samuel Jackson? That's Sam Jackson. Then 4 is, is I it, believe, Justin Long Live Free or Die Hard or? with Justin Long. Yeah. And then 5 is the new one with Bruce Willis, obviously. Die the fuck and, uh, Oh, and like, I'm face? old. New like Russia or something? Yeah, in Russia. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen that one. With the Avatar guy. I forget his name. No, that's not him. It's Avatar no, guy, it's isn't him. it? No, it's, oh. that's the Sam Australian dude. I can't oh, know. yeah, Sam you're right. Waters. Yeah, the answer is one, 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 one. <laughs> the rest suck. See, this is this is super nerd again talking. <laughs> no, because... Give me casual okay, nerd right now. You want to know why they're stupid? How do you not like Die Hard with a Vengeance? Uh, Sam Jackson? It's so amazing. Sam Jackson's did You're the Man with Eugene Levy. There you go. So he's awesome. Um, you just named another movie I think is good. So I'm not... <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm not sure what's See? happening now. Die Hard 2 was so good, though, too. The best part about Die Hard 2 is this, is that they're at Dulles Airport from Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. and he goes to use the phone, and it says Pacific Bell on it. So oh. that right there shows how smart they were when they made that right, what's the plot? So Steven's one through one what's, through one. What's, what, the, what what's the premise of Die Hard 2? Because I'm sure I've seen it a bunch of times, but I only remember. Die Hard 2 is the airplane one. Okay. The and airport, yeah. with one of the coolest murder scenes ever when he takes an icicle through the eye. I don't Jeez. know if anyone remembers that. Yeah, I was like, no, they can't get your fingerprints off it. It's like, if I ever murder someone again, I mean, <laughs> if I ever murder someone. <laughs> Icicle's the way to go. Right? I always thought yeah, that was like the true. smartest thing. Like, yeah. just goes no away. fingerprints, no wow. evidence. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I never thought of it like that. The weird sick criminal in me when I was like a yeah. kid, I was like, oh, I've discovered it. I just dug the gore. You went like a step farther. Yeah, like, so what's your one through five? What do you think? Man, I would honestly probably just 
rank them in the numbers in which they came it's out. It's a non-issue. Okay. okay. If what that makes problem, I, don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that would kind of go the same way Denver would. Just having loved one and not really remembering any of the other ones very well. So, so have, am I just so looking in your order, into Benny? Piranha. <laughs> Which one would, do you like most? Piranha one, two, or three D? Piranhas I've never seen. Well, how, I've how seen would 3D. you how would you rank Die Hard? Because clearly you have thought about this more than A anyone lot, else. Actually, <laughs> yeah. well, and it's because it's because I hated this Live tattoo. for Your. <laughs> I loved. Uh, I hated Live for Your Die Hard. Okay, didn't dig it. Okay. A little too much, but I really love this new one in Russia. Really, I'm talking. The movie is like a hundred. It's like eighty minutes long. Within five minutes, Bruce Willis lands in Russia and is fighting like half of Russia. Within five minutes, he gives you the tagline, which is "I'm supposed to be on vacation." <laughs> it's like the perfect okay. bad action. Like that movie knew exactly what it was supposed to be. And played it well. I love You know that. what I mean? Yeah. And That's four awesome. took itself a little. I can back too the serious for it. So I think. I mean, of course, I go one. Right. But then here's where I throw in a curve. I go one, three, hmm. two, five, four. Interesting. Four clearly dead last. Yeah. And five and two pretty close <laughs> at this point. I, I have a feeling five five's going to take two over. Give you it a little nostalgia. You don't have to see it. You can probably <laughs> no, no, save no. that money you and oxygen. It. It's like it's like Bad Boys in Russia with Bruce Willis. Sold. <laughs> bad Boys is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Which so. one do you like Bad Boys one or two more? They're both awesome, right? aren't they? <laughs> right, right. What happened, okay, Bad Boys Two, I got uh I got to go to a screening of it and I got there way early and it was uh at the screening, I walked in, and it was uh, the coast, uh, Marinella and I from Fuse way back when. We were there, and there was only one other person in the audience who got there early. Jay-Z. No wow. kidding. And so, Strikes me as a punctual guy. So I, of course, go and sit in the same row, and there's nobody else there, about 10 seats away. He gets up and doesn't go What's the up, easy Paul? way out. He crosses, accidentally steps on my feet and goes, so sorry. And I was like, yeah. And kept like, Fuck you, Hove. That's amazing. <laughs> no, because we, I was, and, and this is what I go back in time and go, only my phone could have taken a photograph at that particular moment. Mm, yeah. I was still, you know, using the little StarTac flip. <laughs> so now it's just a story that there's no authentication for. See, but what we were cool. talking about before, you could touch the side of your eye soon and it'll Google's be Google's working take a on it. They're working yeah. on phone contacts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you have any injuries from your foot getting stepped on where you might need to <laughs> seek uh, yeah. legal... I mean, he's got the money now. Yeah, that's true. He's got some I'm saying if you case. have a limp, maybe we should consult the doctor. I'm just yeah. kidding. I would never want to sue Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Mr. Carter, Yeah. you might not remember this. Bad Boys 2. <laughs> d- 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 hear me out. <laughs> I, that is the most amazing stuff. Like, Bad Boys 2 changed my life because Jay-Z stepped on my foot in the theater. <laughs> I mean... That's just like the best sentence. If you somehow were able to make like a couple hundred thousand off seeing Bad Boys 2, that's pretty impressive. Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. some stock and something. Or I don't some, know. Yeah, maybe some. you could get a little piece of Beats mm-hmm. or, or something. Yeah. Or that's Dre. Does Dre. he have anything to do with it? Jay-Z? I feel like he has something to do with everything. Right, secretly. Do you he still think the nets, or did he, he sold the nets. He sold, he the sold nets. his stakes. He's now he an can, agent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but he still shows up sometimes. That's awesome. But his seats are still. Uh, Rihanna sat in his seats most of the time last year. Really? But apparently she was. Um, I don't know. She might be like like her friend was dating a Toronto Raptor or some shit. I, I don't know. But she <laughs> was there a lot in Jay's huh. seats. And here's the question, Denver. Do you think? 
Jay-Z now, after all these years, is still tough. Like, like, do you take a guy who's from where he's from, Marcy Projects, Brooklyn, apparently made a million dollars selling crack before he even made a hip-hop record. So the guy must have been pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But now, like, it's been, what, a good 15 years, probably, of Jay-Z being a millionaire. Now he's been married to, like, one of the most successful women in the world for how many years? And who knows where they vacation? Who knows? Like, do you think he has any any connection with, like, the experience he had growing up anymore? I think where back in the day he would have just personally pistol whipped me i think now he just like snapped his fingers and uh, a pistol would come out of left field and just you know i feel like he wouldn't have to get up like but he still knows that's an option yeah i'm sure he's got dudes like around him that would just drop you in a second and it's more of like a it's, i mean isn't that the dream right where you don't have to actually get your hands dirty mm. it's like you point so you've talked about allegedly murdering someone, and now you're asking that dream. So what? What's, what does Omaha breed in you? Like what's what's but what's what's? I mean, it's what you're saying before. It's what's like, holding you back? There's all the uh, there were just all the criminals and the um. There's a lot of saloons in Omaha too. Man, so dude, I guess I'm just like a no fighting whoring. It's in my DNA, basically. Is, yeah. And you said saloon. You didn't say bar. See, that says a no, lot. Oh, yeah, specifically a saloon. And you're from Northern Virginia, so you have that like you have that like Jamestown history, probably. No. You know, we get Northern Virginia straight edge. That's what we get. Sure do. <laughs> it's funny though how like you don't really have a real like heritage or lineage, whatever you want to say. As Americans, you know, like I was in, we we're in, on tour in Denmark, and like. Usually when we're in Europe, people are like, are you Swedish? But Denmark was the first place where I was like, brother? Like, I saw these guys running around. They like had long red hair and they were drunk. I was like, oh, this, this clearly, this is where I'm from. And I am. I'm like, the majority of me is Danish. And I think my last name's actually Irish or something. But I was like hanging out with them after the show. I was like, yeah, it's cool because like I'm Danish. And like, no, you're American. I was like, no, I know. But I mean, my family's originally from oh, Denmark. Yeah. like... Yeah, no, you're American. There's nothing for you're you. Not here. one of us. Yeah, it was very huh. clear. I mean, they were friendly about it. it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. And like, that's oh, a strictly like that's the truth. Like in America, when people go, "Well, where are you from?" Like, well, originally, my friend, no, fuck you. You're three generations here. Yeah, you're an American. Don't be a dick. Yeah, you know, you're you're not. You know, you're not from Sicily. You're really not. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your great grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you but, been to Sicily? Yeah, were you no, born there? No, no. But that was from... an American dick that made you. So yeah. don't be one. <laughs> it is know? funny how that it. That is true. Nation of immigrants, I guess, and you always have to have your your buffer before what you are. You yeah, know? like, and there's just not the same history. Like this building is 100 years old, and we're like, <gasps> but over there, it's like you know, this is from the 1200. This bar has been open since yeah. the 1200s, and it's just a different. Yeah, and, and they and they treat it like shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like this what a lousy it's decade. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that decade. So how do you, you live in New York now? Yeah. How long have you lived here? I've lived here almost two years now. Okay. But the the funny thing... Oh, In weirdly, between Delta flights. Exactly. No, we added... <laughs> I was doing like my tax stuff and I was adding up all the business days and I added up all the dates that I've been home in New York last year and it was less than 60. Uh, wow. So it's it's that kind... But to be fair, like, a, I mean, just to... This is a real dickheaded statement, but I didn't want to be cold, so I flew to Bali for... December and January. 
Yeah. My sister was just so, over there and she said it was amazing. Yeah. My dream awesome. is to go to Bali. It like, is for yeah. real. And she it's said a lot incredible. of people just kind of like freelance out of there. Like mm-hmm. she's like, it's pretty cheap. Like you just hang out, do yoga, bring your laptop. Like, it's you really, can, really cheap. Once you get there, yeah, it's like ridiculously cheap. And that culture actually, believes that that is where it's like the one almost like I think it's the one Hindu culture and like uh, like islands of, of Islam mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. And that culture believes that this is where your soul leaves. So there's people that, you know, when they die, they have like, send, send my body to Bali because that's, that's the jump off point. Yeah. You hmm. know, for real. It's, it's a, a magical place. There's yeah. something about it. I don't think that's a dickheaded statement at all. No, I don't either. Way. I don't Between that you, and the Minnesota I, lake house, I'm yeah. starting to sense a little white guilt on you, Denver. Yeah, man. Yeah. Denver, it's yeah. okay, man. I just feel like that's just things like, oh, I went to Bali. Like, it, I don't know. It just sounds like... No, but you, it's true. I don't like being cold. I grew up in the Midwest yeah. and I figured it out. I don't like it. And <laughs> you don't want to why? Because it sucks. Yeah. 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 But it's like I used to, I don't know, because I lived in uh, Minneapolis for a little while. and Because uh, it was warmer. Yeah, because it was so beautiful. <laughs> it, there's like three months where it really is beautiful. But um, <laughs> I went back one winter to play some shows and they'd just been getting bombarded with these brutal like blizzards and it was just so cold. And I was expecting everyone to be like, whatever, California, like, we're we're tough. We're from Minnesota. We can, this is nothing to us. And everyone's like, this sucks. I'm leaving. Like, I can't <laughs> take this anymore. Like, it was you know, across the board. You know, everyone's yeah. just like, this is brutal. I can't, I don't know why I do this to myself. Do you yeah. think you'll stick around and do you like having a base in New York, even if you're not here that much? Yeah, I do. I mean, because um, there's three major airports. <laughs> All with Sky Clubs. Um, no, I do. I love New York. <laughs> yeah, where else are there so many airports in proximity? I, I don't think there are. I mean, yeah. anywhere, I don't know. There's kind of in LA, but they're pretty spread apart, and like yeah. you can't take public transportation. There's That's three. In, there's three in London. Oh those yeah, those are pretty far apart That's, too. Yeah. yeah, but you yeah. can take the tube. But it's funny. Like I will, I will ride the subway to my upgraded first class. You do AirTran. Air, I do the air oh, train if I go JFK. JFK, yep. But I don't know how to do public to LaGuardia. LaGuardia is amazing. It's a, oh, seriously? It's I had like so the quick. worst day of my life getting LaGuardia on public <laughs> really? trains. You, I got to hear how you got there. I go, well, I'm, so I'm like from Union Square or whatever, but I just take the express, like the four, what is it, the four, five, six, like up to 125th and okay. then get a transfer to the bus. And it takes less than an hour and it's like whatever oh, subway fare is. And the bus, does the bus come and the pretty bus, regularly? Yeah. It actually dropped you by the airport? At the terminal. It goes through the different, it's the Really? Buses. I don't know what bus I took, but oh. I was leaving for a tour, fucking case of symbols, oh. snare, duffel, I'm fucking loaded up. And... It took me like three trains and then onto a bus. The bus dropped me off like three blocks from LaGuardia. Oh, man. What? And they're like, yeah, this is it. I'm like, for real? Like, <laughs> this was the LaGuardia one, isn't it? And they're like, no, no, it's, you see the airport? Like, yeah. like man. So you learning, man? Sky Club? No, I'm Red learning bus? to, for me, Seriously. to just always fly out of fucking Newark. <laughs> Newark's awesome. That's my, Newark rules. That's I love my, Newark. yeah. <laughs> Because you can go eat in Newark and then go Listen, to, to the terminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From someone from New Jersey, you don't often volunteer yourself to go to Queens. Like, there's just very yeah. little reason to. No. You know? Yeah. Not in the slightest. Do you always have to bring your snare with you? Is that one thing you keep I with like you? to bring my snare with me because okay. I want the same snare all the time, pretty yeah. much, if I yeah. like one. Yeah. Do you bring a pedal, too, or is it? No, those those I keep. Do you have, like, a okay. Benny, like, custom snare? No, that's like they sell my old guitar tech or drum tech Mike Fry is like the sweetest dude ever. Uh, Mike Fry, I know that. Yeah, yeah had, that name sounds. He works for Hot Water. Yeah, yeah, Hot yeah, Water yeah. Rising. He's in, he lives in Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Greatest dude, and he uh, 
he was working for us for a while and one of his friends um he had a snare drum made for me and uh and it has like a little um I don't know. We've never toured together, but I like to smoke weed out of apples when I'm on tour. I hate I hate carrying pieces around, mm-hmm. um, and I guess it's become kind of a thing. So he put like a little apple bong like on the side of it with my name on it, like branded <laughs> in and shit. So it's, that's, that's awesome. literally like a custom custom snare. Yeah, that's but no company or anything is like, oh, I'm gonna no, I don't get that shit. <laughs> I asked Promark for custom sticks, and they were like, "Yeah, just send us your signature and and the money." <laughs> for them. Like, oh. I was like, "Oh, like, cool. it's like that." They're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Nah, like that's that's like the cheesiest thing ever to like pay for your own <laughs> signature sticks. Like, what a douche! Like, <laughs> throw them out. Gotta the wait till someone actually wants to give them to you. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> what do you do uh, gear wise? What do you like to play? Um. I, because I had kind of taken a, I mean, a break from guitar because I'd been playing bass so much for Harmar um, that I've just come back like full bore into it. And I, another, again, here comes that guilt, but I (laughs) befriended um, this awesome couple that owns Earthquaker Devices, that Uh, pedal company. And they've been amazing to like kind of take me under their wing and basically I guess sponsor me. Like they just give me, so many of their pedals too many like it's incredible like i feel bad they're always like take this one I'm like no i've got too much like no no no, but please and so i started posting about that and i'm like wow look at these awesome pedals in my train now or whatever and then all these other companies are like oh really well you should try this one too and now i've become this like pedal maniac um so I, have you gone past one board yes oh two boards that's serious commitment yeah um and i actually have a third backup in case that chain goes wrong then i've got this little like minimum like that's smart though that's yeah, smart. yeah. And, and figured, your bands don't really invite people to come jumping up on stage to dive off so you don't have to be petrified yeah i they they don't we certainly don't i mean it happens but i have thought about that or just like us stumbling across them and stuff i want to get like a little gate system or something <laughs> weird guard like a cow An infrared guard. Gate. yeah just like nope um no it's fine i mean they're yeah they're tough but yeah i'm obsessed with these late 70s gibsons like they're uh they're called rds which stands for research and development it was like these they didn't really like the rd artist yeah exactly that's like what chris novoselic played i think yeah yeah it's funny like i realized because i have like a an old 77 univox and i played all rd guitars now too and i'm like wow i really am a child of nirvana those are that's exactly what they both played in the heart shape box video and i didn't think about it but yeah that um but yeah i'm obsessed with these guitars and uh and a lot of people haven't seen them i mean they've seen the novacelic bass but they're like i'll be on tour and like what is that i've never seen that so are they tough to find they're yeah they're kind of they're they only made so many of them and they only made them for like from 77 to 79 and they've done they try to do reissues a couple times but yeah they're kind of sought after because at the time no one was like well i don't want to the standards don't. The standards have passive pickups, but the custom and the artist both have like active pickups. Huh. And at the time, and they're uh, Moog, like they're Bob Moog, like designed them or whatever. But um, yeah, at the time, no one cared, and now they're kind of like a collector's item, I guess, or something. That's cool. What kind of amp do you like to play those out of? Um, I play an Orange eighty thirty. I like the orange stuff. If you listen intently, you can hear Brad angry. He's I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh. 
I'm proud to be on Pockers. Uh, <laughs> I play uh, I play Orange uh, 8140. Oh, okay. Which is pretty. They only made those for a couple of years, and they're like 140 watts, super loud. Benny, Ooh. why do you know guitar gear? You're a drummer. You're not supposed to. You know, you Dude, just I'm, hang around guitars long enough, and people way. yapping about them and shit. You just like, start to pick just, it up. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, there's only so many guitar players you can have. It's like, Dude, I just found this. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I like to... I'm not a dick. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, fuck you. Don't care. You know, mm-hmm. try to be interested in what someone else is into, you know? <laughs> you can just set up all your drummers fast. Even though they I can can't, set up one guitar. can't say the same for guitar players, for drummers. They, yeah. they could give a fuck what's yeah. going on back there. They're like, oh, yeah. they're like is it this loud? You have arms? Are you, yeah. set, are you set up yet? Yeah. Are you ready yet? <laughs> yeah. You done assembling shit? I've never heard a guitar player walk back and be like, oh kind of cans are those bro. <laughs> yeah bro what are you running what are you rocking there you these symbols tight. have holes in them why is that what is that yeah no why is that i think those things are dumb they are dumb good. well they make them sound like like kind of like splashes like those mini symbols oh really the only reason i have a hole because splashes I, look so intense that's why dude i can't play splashes <laughs> i i've had two them. in my life and neither lasted more than a week i'm a gorilla but um yeah like the only you know back in the day if i got a crack in a symbol um, if you drill a hole at the end of the crack, it stops it from, from mm-hmm. splitting off and mm-hmm. it starts there. So I did have some with holes in it, but it was because of that. Right. The other ones, I, I don't even know why they do it. It's so ridiculous. I've never even tried it really. Yeah. I'm not like that with gear though. I just like, I've been, I've liked the same shit since I was like 16 and I just will keep playing it probably till I die. That's funny. Questlove had an interview one time. He said the same thing. It's like, it's the same kid I played since 91. Yeah. Why would I change it? Yeah. I have no interest in like change. I fear change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Desa going to be doing kind of more touring once a record comes out and that stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. You know, we are quite a bit older now, and I don't think we can do like nonstop play show every night touring like we used to. But um, I think it's more like kind of what you're saying, or like the kind of like we'll go for three weeks and then come back, have two weeks off, and then. I mean, but I think the plan is to you know hit all the spots that we need to and that's gonna want be cool. to that's awesome i saw connor at rough trade on this last oh, yeah. record and it's so good i think that record's so upside down mountain so good yeah it's awesome awesome stuff yeah he's got a lot going on and he's i think he's pretty much gonna go because i think he has to tour on that more not has to i think he's touring on that more after we're in the studio and i think it might even end up where he kind of goes from the end of touring that record straight into this okay. Desa one. Because he had Dawes as his backing band too, who I had never mm-hmm. heard, and those guys were like monsters. They're insane you, players, all of guys? them. Like, they were just like I, tearing it up, man. Who would who would he have been playing with like maybe two, three years ago? Because mm, I did sure. see him play somewhere, and I was like, God damn, that's he a good band. He always has he good. He had Patty yeah. Shemmel yeah. in his band for a while. Yeah, from he always has mm-hmm. good. And to his credit, uh, Kirsten Dunst was watching. Oh, yeah? I remember? Wow. And one of our friends that were with us got a little, got creeped. He was a creep. Yeah. Yeah. He was like doing like secret picture, uh-huh. which is like, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's just not, not cool. cool. It's not cool. For a while there. It's um, funny. Huh? It's funny. To whom? Exactly. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> she, Jason from Rilo Kiley, uh, Jason Bozell, the drummer, was playing drums for Connor for a long time in Brad Eyes on the solo stuff and he was dating her for a long time oh so maybe that was it that was probably it probably yeah 
something. I'm <laughs> glad he didn't see my friend being a creep. I like that Denver's friend was dating her and your friend was just trying to sneak pictures of oh, her at totally. a show. Being such a dick about it, too. I couldn't even stand up for him because some guy she was hanging out with like started yelling at him and stuff. And I was that was one of those... You know, sometimes you stand up for your friends, and sometimes you just let it play out. Sometimes they need a couple minutes of tongue lashing. You know, (laughs) unless the guy started beating him, he he deserved the the talking to. (laughs) But if you hit him, how many hits would you give him for being? Uh, Like one, and then I would jump in. But I'm not nearly as violent as you would think. My natural instinct in a fight is to throw myself in the middle, but stop it, not add to it. I think you're in a room with like not to make any judgments, but like a people who are way tougher then because i feel like when there's a fight i'm like uh see this is the long hair assumption again long hair and a beard you're like that guy you're from probably jersey though listens to steely dan and fights and bars <laughs> all the time you know that's what you think he yeah. practices punching you know? himself <laughs> like you forget see, I, about i go for the crawl into a ball and cry technique which seems I, yeah i just wait for an adult well. yeah. like yeah. a possum wait for an adult oh yeah yeah <laughs> wait for an adult i like that wait wait for for take a good kick because i can hold it but otherwise no. play yeah. dead yeah I'm not an experienced fighter. All I know is, like, just if you know you're going to do it, just hit and get to somebody as much as you can as quick as possible. Like, that's all I know. And every time I've seen a fight, that's the guy who wins. Yeah. The one who has no hesitation, who's just like, yeah. fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> and just starts rabbin punching the other dude. Yeah. The guy who wants to, like, chest bump and yeah, do all that. That guy doesn't show. want to fight. Yeah. Like, he just know. wants to present. He's, I had a buddy like that who would always... We'd, He'd like take his shirt off and it was like this whole thing and like fold his glasses and like, dude, just punch someone. Yeah. Like, just yeah. stop, stop ironing your shirt or whatever you're doing now. Like, That's just it. because it's if you just... have that time period, then maybe the other guy will back away. That probably means he didn't want to fight. Like, right? Let me do my, let me do my foreplay. Most yeah. people don't want to fight. Place. Yeah. And I think really, if you just present the image that they're going to have to fight to make this end, it usually ends. Mm-hmm. I learned that it's a fun story actually. If you don't mind me telling, <laughs> Not me. At all. I had a. Uh, an old roommate named Dan, who was who was a super good dude, like like so cool to me. He had a bit of like a thuggy past, like he just grew up with some fucked up kids. He went to like juvie for a little bit, um, but again, like great guy. And we used to live together. We were at Quick Check one day across the street. That's like a convenience store deli that's in New Jersey. Okay, yeah, we got come and goes. You got the come and goes dude, yeah. with the K. Come and go sure. You have to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Quick Check girl. Really? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then uh, <laughs> so we're in line, and some really big like. I'm guessing like Italian looking guy, tight shirt, pretty Jersey Shore looking guy, like walks in front of me in the line. And I just like, in those days, I'm like 17, 18. It was just when I moved out. And I'm like, I guess he's going first. Do you know what I mean? Like, didn't really care. (laughs) Dan's in there too. And Dan's like, oh, oh, starts talking shit to the guy. I'm like, damn, like, don't (laughs) worry about it, dude. Like, don't care. (laughs) He's like, no, fuck that. And he starts like, he's like, yo the fuck he's like we were in line what are you doing you know what i mean starts talking shit and this guy i mean at least twice twice his size he could easily pummeled both of us you know and uh it just keeps escalating escalating a guy eventually turns around gets a little tense with him and he's like he's like you fucking serious dude you really want to do this you really want to do this <laughs> and dan the greatest line that i've maybe ever heard toughest line he just looks right at me he's like what bro you never thought i got my ass kicked before <laughs> and like and the guy just like i watched his whole thing go from like tough to being like uh, maybe i shouldn't you know what i mean because like the thing that changed was like this whole chest bumping turned into if i want this to end 
I have to drag this kid out to the parking lot and actually beat the shit out of him. And who wants to do that at like <laughs> two in the afternoon at Quick Check? You know, a guy came in there for what? Drinking cigarettes or something. And you're not trying to like get into all that shit. So it was just the idea that he presented. If you want this to end, you're going to have to kick the shit out of me. That's that awesome. ended it. You know? Yeah. Did he move? Dude, what? Went through the line and that was it. I mean, he he still went in front of me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Denver. Denver. Uh, Dace, when does that record come out on Epitaph? Uh, I think like, I don't know. I don't we'll, know we'll when it comes it. out. I think they're finishing it. So I would say probably like maybe early... Early 2015, I would guess. It's funny hearing Benny and, and Denver talk about scenes like we mentioned earlier. It's that either either I'm a thousand years old and don't notice it, but I don't know if there are any anymore. I think it's... Yeah, and we talked about this a lot in the podcast. Like, like the internet is a scene. Yeah, well, I think it's le- I think regional scenes are less important now. I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's some, some, some importance to like... like I feel like, at least for our band, it's like you find those bands that you tour with and then you're like, I like these bands and you go out with them a lot. But like, none of those bands are from where we're from. Like mm-hmm. we did, our last tour was this band Frameworks. They're awesome. Like we went to with them again, they're from Florida. Like it doesn't matter. So I think it's just less important. I saw a banner pilot a few months ago who I, who I love and they did a tour uh, and they, every place they played, they just grabbed like a couple local bands to open. And it was great. And I saw him at Asbury Lanes and I fucking dug it, you know? And uh, one, I love those guys. They're just so nice and cool and brought me on the show. But uh, to have the promoter just pick other bands, I'm like, I I think that's cool. I would like to see more of that. Maybe it does happen a lot, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. I feel like... Yeah, for maybe for, for that kind of a tour, though, it makes... I feel like... Uh, yeah. You know, it's like get that local band that twenty minute slot. Have them. Have I mean, a they good can time. still have it on a package store. Like, like a lot of shows, it's like even if it's like two or three bands, usually there's like a local band that's mm-hmm. on first, right? Who are stoked to have free beer. We're stoked, and yeah, and but I feel like it, having it all be local. It's like I feel like you never know what you're gonna get. Like one night it could be awesome. One night you're like, it's what I kind of like about it. It's like it's you know, it be surprised, and but most of it might suck because it's. The majority of things that happen are kind of disappointing when you think about it. You can be positive and fine about it, but it's not, you know, the lottery is not going to fall in your lap because the probability is zero. But that's true. On our tour last year, we played a pizza shop in the basement in Savannah, and one of the local opening bands had a fret, uh, wireless bass and played bass walking up the stairs and then I'm pretty sure left the venue and was playing bass along with the band on the sidewalk, came back down the stairs just essentially to show hey, check it out, I have a wireless. Wow. You're not going to get that from Season Bros. No. And it was incredible. I actually <laughs> didn't, I heard about it and I didn't really catch very much of it, but it was a hot topic. <laughs> Speaking of hot topic, this week's show is not sponsored by Hot Topic and I haven't <laughs> been in one, so all I know is it's always 50% off of something you buy. Is it? I guess, I don't know. I did hear that Green Day owns 30% of Hot Topic. Really? Yes. Because I'm pretty sure they need more dough. Yeah, is, is everything they sell going to start to look the same? Maybe. Or sound it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I turned on uh, uh, Palladia a little while ago, and it was um, uh, an Avril Lavigne concert. And, you know, uh, my girls started staring at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, girls singing, let them watch this for a bit. But I was looking at the clothes of the band, and I'm looking at the clothes of Avril Lavigne, and it occurred to me that it's the exact same outfits of Green Day. Really? Yeah. 
like like almost verbatim. Interesting. I was like, wow, the same, almost the same color scheme. So mull on that, everyone. And mull on it as you pull out your uh, PayPal accounts and, and give us some money. Yeah, and we know you're about to buy that that Avril Lavigne. Uh... Chad Kruger, <laughs> seven-inch split yeah. on Bridge Nine. Yeah, <laughs> but after you buy that, buy that first, and then uh, and then donate to us, check us out online, follow us on Twitter, like us on iTunes. Uh, thank you for coming here, Denver. Benny, thank yeah, you man. for guest hosting. You're awesome. Thank you, Epitaph, for putting out a record that we've been waiting on yeah, for a while. Yeah, thanks, Epitaph, for putting out Desaparecidos record. So many good bands on Epitaph recently. So Pianos Between the Teeth, Joyce Manor, Desaparecidos. Uh, so good. Yeah, Brett, um, Brett's kind of good. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got he's got a decent track record. Um, Next week, see you. Bye.